So I'm a few months into using Bareface skincare every day, and like so many of you who have tried these products, I am loving them. The first thing I noticed was a change in the texture of my skin and the size of my pores. But my favorite thing about Bareface is that I noticed my skin glowing in a way it hasn't in years. It just looks healthier. I've gone from a bathroom counter scattered with a hodgepodge of products to a simple skincare regimen that is easy to be consistent with every day. Bareface was founded by nurse practitioner Jordan Harper, who is passionate about science-backed skincare education, and she shares the best skincare tips over on their barefaced Instagram. You can even text her team of skincare specialists for a complimentary consult to answer any questions you may have. They will recommend exactly what you need from the comfort of your couch. Their number is on the barefaced Instagram, and I'll put the number in the show notes as well. They're big fans of the podcast and have offered Got It From My Mama podcast listeners 15% off their first purchase by using code MAMA15. First of all, I am so glad you found this podcast. We have a lot of new listeners this week, so welcome to each of you. When I watched Donna Kelsey cheer on her boys in the Super Bowl, her name went to the top of my bucket list for podcast guests. We have had this scheduled for a bit, but in the meantime, T-Swift walked into the picture, or should I say the stadium suite, and that sure made the podcast a whole lot more fun. Donna is a diehard football fan, but the biggest fan of her boys, and it was so fun learning more about this duo that America has fallen in love with. Enjoy my conversation with Donna Kelsey. So we launched this podcast about the same time that you found out that both of your boys were going to be in the Super Bowl. And so I remember that very first Today Show interview, and I was like, that's the mom that I want to talk to in this series that we're doing with Inspiring Moms. So thank you so much for joining me today. Sure. No problem. I'm looking forward to this. There's nothing better than a mother likes to do than talk about her kids, so. That's what I've learned with the podcast. So I have two boys and they're about the exact same distance of Jason and Travis. So I especially think that's kind of a cool thing to get to to talk with you about and and raising those boys. And what a whirlwind this past year has been for you. I mean, we're almost coming up on a year of the playoffs and all of that. So I can only imagine what, I mean, when you look back at this year, like what even goes through your head? Uh, it's just very surreal. Um, in fact, I, I was just thinking on Sunday, going to both games and everything that has happened within the past 12 months. And I'm like, this is like, I feel like I'm in an alternate universe. It's like, it's not the one I grew up in, <laughs> for sure. So it's very, very um, fun. It's exciting. but also taxing. And I feel like there's a part of me, again, with that commonality of having two boys and all of that, but it's almost like this past year you have represented, you know, what moms want to be and do. And that's our our son's biggest cheerleaders. And you're doing it in a very public platform. Would you have considered yourself a public person before all of this? Not really. I don't think any, I wasn't on the radar. I don't think anybody really knew who I was. I pretty much stayed in the background. I didn't want to get involved, but with the Super Bowl, there wasn't any choice. I, you know, people wanted to know, so we went yeah. ahead and uh, just did it. So. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you had a chance to listen to our interview that we did with Sonia Curry, but I thought it was really neat the way that she put it because she talked about you because she's probably one of the few people in the sports world that could identify a little bit with what you were going through, maybe even on a bigger platform. But she said, what a testament it was 
to the relationship that Donna has with her boys and the boys with their mom, that they all just kind of embraced this experience together and said, you know what, let's make the most of it, which is exactly what you did, isn't it? Yeah. I think about right now, they're probably saying it's getting out of control, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some uh, parameters that are, uh, are, are increasing uh, the attention right now, right? Sure, for sure. <laughs> so let's go back to those to the young boys. We want to hear about Travis and Jason as as young guys. And I know you've talked a lot about they were super competitive in all areas of, of life, right? Not just sports. That's true. Uh, just, you know, always wanted to be the first one down to dinner, the first one um, up, the first one into the car. You know, it just everything was a competition, no matter what it was, who could eat the most, Um it, it was just, it was nuts. And they were just very, very at each other all the time. V- very much. Um, Travis was always poking the bear and he just wanted his brother's attention desperately. And then Jason would give it to him. And then somebody was always crying. So um, it just was, um, it was crazy. It really was. Um, so we- Travis was more the instigator. Usually. Yeah, usually he was. And yeah. Jason pretty much was just, you know, minding his own business. And Travis just had to get in there and make some trouble. He just, he loved the excitement of it. He loved the attention and still to this day loves the attention. And um, it's just, uh, you know, they could, you can't, anybody else could not say anything bad about the other one because they would come to their rescue or whatever. But um, when the two of them were together, it was, you know, like a battle every single day, no matter what it was. Kind of typical brothers, right? No, no one's more loyal than your brother to stick up for you and everything. But when it's the two of you, it's going to be like this, right? Yeah, yeah very much. So. <laughs> Is the story exaggerated or did they truly get kicked out of preschool? No, that's the truth. <laughs> Both of them were very, very physical. They were big at, for their ages. And um, um, they never started it, but they finished it. Oh, so it was always, um, you know, and, and they were always getting into trouble um, because of that. People would pick on them. But then finally, when middle school hit, everybody knew to leave Jason alone because he was crazy. That's what they thought. <laughs> and with Travis, they knew that if they messed with Travis, they'd have to deal with it, his older brother, Jason. Ah, okay. And Jason was probably a little bit bigger at the time, right? They left him alone, you know, like around middle school and just uh, they had a reputation and everything was fine. Not yeah. as Did you ever get called up to the principal's office or those I'm types of things? Elementary school all the time. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Constantly. <laughs> Constantly. You know, it just... Uh, it, it, it just happens. I mean, when you're the biggest kid in the class, people are always going to egg you on. And that's just the way it is. So what kind of disciplinarian were you on the drive home with the boys that you had to pick up from school? It was difficult. I didn't do a lot of it because my husband was usually the one that was at home because um, he worked out of his home. But uh, I would get a call and I would go in and, um, you know, it was you know, you're just like, you give them the same speech all the time. You know, you just can't do this. So, you know, they would have something taken away. There weren't any cell phones then. So you would take their favorite programming away or they couldn't go and visit friends on the weekend or whatever. So there was always a consequence. Mm -hmm. Um, 
when they got older, the consequence was, and it wasn't hitting anybody, but it was like uh, skipping out of school or not doing what they should be doing in school or talking back to a teacher and um, things like that. Um, so we would make them do hard labor. Uh, my favorite ah. one was in the was in the spring when the snow would, you know, thaw. I'm like, I would wait for one of them to do something bad and, or they would fight each other. And I say, okay, go out in the backyard and pick up the harvest from the dog all, all winter long. So <laughs> I've never heard it put quite like that. The harvest from the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was stuff like that. It was always, you know, something that was uh, difficult. They'd have to do a little bit more landscaping or something like that. Just, uh, something that would, uh, they'd have to think about it the next time they did it. But, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're, they're boys, boys getting. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our listeners are of course, you know, moms and a lot of them are in the thick and the throes of it. So I know that they're loving hearing, you know, these boys who turned out great and have these successful lives and, yeah. and incredible friends and families and everything, but they were very typical boys when they were yeah. they, growing up. You know, they do eventually turn into productive citizens, <laughs> but uh, growing up, they make really bad choices. Yeah, um, yeah. Travis at a very young age would undo his um, high chair straps. He would jump from the high chair onto the table at like, you know, nine months. He was walking at eight. So it was it was unreal. Um, they would take, uh, I would hide the keys up on the top of a, a cabinet. They would open the drawers, step on the cabinets, um, you know, like about, I think um, Travis was three. He would uh, go up, get the keys. They unlocked the back door, went out to the car, figured out how to unlock the car. This is how smart little kids are. They watch you constantly. How old were they when this was happening? Travis was three. Jason was probably about five. And oh so my in the front car and he puts the key in the car and starts it up. But they don't know how to drive because their legs aren't long enough. So they put it right through the garage door. And I'm like, I have to keep them on my person from now on. You know, they're always one step ahead of you. Yeah. And very smart, very observant. Um, it just, uh, it was just one thing after another. We knew we had to keep them active and they love sports. So that's what we did. We spent the majority of our time keeping them out of trouble. Was that part of the motivation for for enrolling them in sports? Was was kind of keeping them busy? Well, you you need to keep boys busy, otherwise they're going to find things. But um, it's you you need to find out what your child gravitates towards, whether mm -hmm. it's music or art or dance or whatever, and just try to get them involved. Uh, they need physical activity. Boys just do. They cannot sit at a video game all day long. It's just, yeah. they're, it, it, they're gonna, they just have to be moving constantly. And that's also another issue with being in school and sitting at a desk for mm -hmm. hours at a time, you know, they get antsy. So I hope they never take uh, recess away because it's extremely needed.
Yeah, for sure. So the we, of course, identify the boys with football, but they played a little bit of everything growing up, right? You were hauling kids everywhere to all kinds of practices. Yeah, um, it depended on the season, but there was, um, oh, it started out with soccer. That's the earliest sport you could get them involved in, which was around three or four. Then Yeah, the same they, thing with us. We did the soccer thing because yeah. you could. <laughs> and then you get into hockey. And that was extremely important for them as they look back now. And they're like the best thing they could have ever done. And hockey is not cheap. It is no, that's the one thing I hear from parents. It's so expensive. Expensive and it's hugely time consuming. You're getting up at four o'clock in the morning to get ice time. And all the equipment is extremely expensive. It's just mm-hmm. the way it is, especially the skates. But that build up their leg muscles to a point where it shows now um, their sense of balance. They very rarely ever fall down unless they're hit. And they, they can like Travis can run sideways, you know, sideways because of hockey. So it's just the things that they do. I think also being able to see a field and understanding the metrics of where the ball goes and it's a small puck. So they have to keep their eye on it at all times and understanding defenses and offenses you learn in hockey before you ever do. Cause soccer, it's like a herd, a herd of kids that go around the field like this at three. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. So there's, there's no offense or defense. So, um, yeah. that's so interesting to think about how the other sports kind of played into making them, better at what they do professionally for a living now. Yeah. So that was probably the the most that they got out of any other sport was hockey. The blade is so thin, they have to have balance, they have to build up their legs. Mm-hmm. But that is not an option for every parent. Um, then Travis, when he finally got into high school and Jason, Jason continued with hockey all through high school. But oh. Travis decided he was going to do basketball. He did basketball camp and he said, I'm really good at it. And I'm like, okay, let's see. And sure enough, he was a starter in the ninth grade. So what year did they start football? Um, it was seven, seventh grade. Okay. So middle school age. Yeah. Before then, you know, like a lot of parents put their kids into peewee football, you know, like our CYA Catholic youth uh, football. But I decided, you know, it's a violent sport. Let them actually play it under state rules and state guidelines instead of just parents doing it um, because it's violent, you know. And so I decided to let them wait until they were in the seventh grade. So okay. both of yeah. them did, I, you know, their father too. And I think it's interesting when I watch you, I feel like something tells me that you are actually, it's not just the fact that your boys play and that you're there to support them, but you're actually a football fan. Is that true? Oh yeah. I love football. I watch, you know, the Bearcats, which is where they went to college. Whenever there's a game on television, I like to watch Monday night football or Sunday night football. If they're not playing, um, I, I love sports. Well, I'm going to do a few, um, little, I was going to do these later, but I think I'm going to do them now because we're talking about them as youngsters, but a few little rapid fire questions sure. of a tra- Travis or J- Travis or Jason here. Yeah, so yeah. who calls mom more? Uh, definitely Travis. Yeah. Really? He's a communicator. In fact, when cell phones came out in high school, 
uh, I think he had a thousand Texas in one night. And back then you got charged for every single one. And I had a bill of like $800 and I'm like, all right, Whoa. that's it. You're not doing this anymore. <laughs> I was so grateful when it finally came out and it was unlimited because it was terrible. So, yeah, he's, he's the one that's constantly calling friends and this and that, but Jason, he thinks about them, but he never actually follows through and doesn't network very often. He He's very much in the moment and whoever he's around. So he's very, very close with his teammates, but it's hard for him to connect with people from the past. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. What about the better student while they were in school? Definitely Jason. He was, uh, he really uh, was very studious. Um I wouldn't say he was the highest in his class because he had so much going on, but you know, nobody ever asks what your grades are. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Nobody does. I mean, I never was asked any, you know, like employment place I ever went to never looked at my grades and I was a C student. I wasn't that great. I had um, ADHD and so I couldn't concentrate and uh, back then, they really didn't have any help for that. Right, right. So, um, yeah, it's just like, you know, just be kind. Be a good person. What about the, um, I think I might know the answer, the bigger class clown? Oh, geez, they were both bad. <laughs> um, Jason is extremely funny. And he's very pensive. So he thinks about the stuff uh, ahead of time. But Travis is, um, he was just silly. It, it, Jason was more thoughtful and his uh, used um, verbal skills, whereas Travis was more like, you know, the person like Chevy Chase that would fall down and, um, you know, do s- silly stuff. More physical comedy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, you know, take a wad up a piece of paper, you know, and throw it you know, and things like that. So to make people laugh. Yeah. Uh, Most mischievous as a child. Jason, because he's loud, (laughs) we knew where he was at all times. (laughs) Travis, true to form, as Jason says, Travis is a flanker. He is very quiet. He's sneaky. He walks around. You don't know where he is. You don't know what he's doing. And he would uh, get into trouble very easily and we wouldn't know it. But Jason, we knew immediately. He would just, if he was in the pots and pans and he wasn't supposed to be, I could hear him. But Travis, (laughs) not so much. I love it. And then um, most tenderhearted. Is one more so than the other? They both have huge hearts and are extremely passionate about what they do and who they love. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I don't think one is more uh, loving than the other one. Yeah, that's so sweet. And talk about their big hearts. I know it must make you so proud that they both have foundations that they have been able to establish and use mm-hmm. to help so many things that they are passionate about. Right. Um, yeah. Jason is very, very involved with uh, Jeff Lurie's um, Autism Foundation in uh, Philadelphia. Um, his wife, Kylie is a big supporter also. She's also employed, uh, for the, uh, autism foundation. It's just, they've gotten millions of dollars over the years. So it's very awesome. impressive what they've been able to do in Philadelphia. 
Travis is involved in 87 and running. That's more about community and children that are at risk in the community. And he built um, uh, the lab, the ignition lab, which is basically teaching high school students in the inner city skills like culinary, um, graphic arts, automotive. They have all different things that these kids can get involved in. Wow. And practical life skills, right? Yeah. yeah. And some of them would make more than even the parents that are working because Mm -hmm. of these skills that they're learning. I'm looking at that photo behind you. And if that's not the epitome of their relationship right there, the one where Travis is, I guess he's kissing him on the cheek, right? (laughs) And I see, I see that Jersey with 87 on there. So sweet that he wears his brother's birth year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Um, He didn't know what number he wanted and um, he just decided that, uh, that what other, what better way to start the Kelsey legacy than, uh, the year his brother was born. So, and he pays so much tribute to him as as that's the reason he's because because he, like you mentioned, he wanted to be like him. Yeah, you know, yeah. growing up. Yeah, he always wanted to be like him. And in high school, he wanted to beat him in some way. And <sighs> um, you know, every time the Eagles have played the Chiefs, the Chiefs have won. So um, we'll see what happens this year. They're playing on. Uh, uh, November 20th, which is Monday Night Football. So that would be a good one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of camera time on that one, I'm sure. <laughs> can you even imagine? How, have you gotten used to that? I mean, can you even go to the grocery store and people not want to just stop and talk about the games and Travis and Jason and this past year? Well, the good thing, if I don't have the jerseys on or the hats or something to identify who I am, uh, they'll come up and they're like, do you live in my, in my, um, you know, uh, condominium area? I, I know your face, but so you're recognizable, but they may, may not yeah. place it. Right. Oh, yeah. But, but definitely if I'm in Kansas city or if I'm in Philadelphia or I'm at the airport, they find me. Yeah. They know, they know. Oh my goodness. And do you enjoy that? Or are there times where you kind of just wish you could walk through the airport and not worry about it? Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Everybody's very respectful. They're, they're telling me my kids are awesome. I mean, how can you not like that? Exactly. And, you know, so I'm fine. Sometimes I have to get places in a hurry. So I'm like, come on, walk with me. I'll take a photo with you if you want. But um, the the times that get annoying is when you're standing in line in the bathroom. I'm like, all right, let's leave the bathroom and take a picture outside. Or if I'm eating, you know, it's like I would like to finish my food my food, you know, those are the only two times when I, um, get annoyed, but most everybody, uh, both in Philadelphia and Kansas city are very respectful of that. Yeah. That's so awesome. I just love that you're, you're on this journey with them. Of course, the past couple of weeks have had extra attention. Does it surprise you a little bit that people are so infatuated with and just curious about, you know, the fact that Taylor Swift sat in a suite with you or that you're with Jake from State Farm or, you know, some of the, the neat things that have happened over the past few weeks. Yeah, it's very surreal. Like I said before, it's just uh, I feel like I'm in an alternate universe because it's something that I've never been involved with ever before. So did you get a heads up that you would have company in the suite that day? Uh, yeah. Yeah. OK, so, so you were aware. Yeah. The Kelsey documentary is amazing. 
Um, I enjoyed it so much. And just that inside glimpse. Is it fun for you to see how much people have fallen in love with Kylie? Yeah, she's awesome. She really is. Um, One of a kind, one of the kindest, most loving individuals. But let me tell you, she is a strong woman and she is not, she can give it as good as she gets it. So uh, she's pretty, pretty um, down to earth and very, uh, very loving of her community and where she grew up and um, everything that's Philadelphia. So she's pretty much. uh, She's tried and true to that green, isn't she? She really is. And God bless her. I mean, um, yeah, I, I don't think she'll have any red on when it comes to the game between the Eagles and the Chiefs, for sure. I think my favorite moment, again, just as a mom in the documentary, is when you guys are sitting in a pub or a restaurant or something and you're watching that game mm-hmm. to find out whether the second boy is headed to, to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so I couldn't help but just watch you and your expressions. And I'm sure at the time, you're thinking, okay, you you want Travis to win. Obviously, we're always rooting for our kids. But could you even even fathom what it would mean and the attention it would bring? Kind of the residual effect of both boys at that time. I looked at you and I'm like, I bet she had no idea what was coming. No, you just don't. Um, you know, I, the following couple of weeks were just a whirlwind and I thought it would be over at that point, but it seems to just continue and every week just seems to trump the week before. So it's um, really kind of wild, a wild ride. And um, I'm very grateful uh, that my boys even want me around. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like not, not many adult men, you know, um, connect with their mothers, but they're, they're loving this to a certain extent. Some of it gets a little crazy. Sometimes I'm sure I'm annoying, but for the most (laughs) part, um, I think they're happy that, uh, this has happened. Tell, tell me about some of the experiences that have been fun for you this past year. Of course, we're all loving the chunky Campbell soup commercials <laughs> that you took part. Are they, have those things been fun to get to take part oh, in the yeah. filming of? Anytime I get to spend time more than 15 to 20 minutes with my boys, it's, it's very difficult. I don't think a lot of people understand when you have a professional athlete during the season, you do not get to see a lot of them. Yeah. Um, you come in, you there's tons of people around. Um, they're their friends, people they went to school with, you know, colleges, whatever. And if you're lucky, you get five or 10 minutes alone. It's just, um, it, there's maybe like last year was kind of fun because Travis and I got to spend a week together because of, um, Southwest. They, they, um, you know, they had issues with scheduling. And so there was no, there were no flights out of Kansas city. So I just hung around. Um, obviously he still has practice every day, but it's hard, um, to get time with them. They're either at the facility, they're watching film, they're lifting weights or they're with their trainers. So you don't get a lot of time with them. So in the off season, when you do, it's precious. It really is. Oh, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. So take me to the to the set of some of the commercials or something. What did you enjoy about that process? I mean, I, y'all get to have fun and I guess you're given your lines and kind of an actress for a day, right? Yeah. You don't really understand how many people are involved with 
the equipment and the people that do the makeup and the hair. And there's just a huge entourage of individuals that it takes to do a commercial. It's just employs a lot of humans. So it's kind of, that was the most interesting to me to see that. Did you enjoy it when you got the final copy of what the commercials would be, the air? Is it fun for you to see that? I mean, just to be on camera for a few seconds takes a lot of takes. So I'm a few months into using Bareface skincare every day, and like so many of you who have tried these products, I am loving them. The first thing I noticed was a change in the texture of my skin and the size of my pores. But my favorite thing about Bareface is that I noticed my skin glowing in a way it hasn't in years. It just looks healthier. I've gone from a bathroom counter scattered with a hodgepodge of products to a simple skincare regimen that is easy to be consistent with every day. Bareface was founded by nurse practitioner Jordan Harper, who is passionate about science-backed skincare education, and she shares the best skincare tips over on their barefaced Instagram. You can even text her team of skincare specialists for a complimentary consult to answer any questions you may have. They will recommend exactly what you need from the comfort of your couch. Their number is on the barefaced Instagram, and I'll put the number in the show notes as well. They're big fans of the podcast and have offered Got It From My Mama podcast listeners 15% off their first purchase by using code MAMA. 15. You've, you've talked openly about this, and if you'd rather not let me know, but I just, I, I wondered if you'd speak a little bit about um, kind of that decision because it, it, it just is so sacrificial at the height of your boys getting involved in all of the sports and everything. And you and your husband at the time made a choice to stay together. Yeah. To have as healthy as possible a relationship. Right. And and that was 100% motivated by your boys and wanting them to have as normal of a yeah. upbringing yeah. as possible. Tell me a little bit about that choice you made as a mom. Yeah. Not everybody can make that choice. He was a loving father, very involved in their upbringing. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was kind to me. It's just sometimes you grow apart. And sometimes yeah. you just have, you know, like I'm a traveler. I love to travel. I love to go places. He's a stay at home person. He does not like mm-hmm. to go places. So it was just, you know, we kind of grew apart. That's all it was. I'm still his friend. He's still my friend. We still see each other at holidays. There's no way around it. He lives in Philadelphia with Jason. You know, you, you make a decision, um, you know, when it comes to it, okay, uh, can I, do this, you know, for the next 10, you know, 15 years, or am I not going to be able to do it? And it was very simple. We were, we were friends. We just got together and decided this is what it was going to be. We weren't going to be, you know, nasty to each other. We're going to be friendly. We're going to be supportive. And we just sat down and communicated. And that's basically what it was, but I did my thing and he did his thing. I wanted to travel to be with my friends. I did. We didn't do a lot of things together and we would split, you know, one boy was going one way, one boy was going another way and we would just work that way. So yeah. um, it was so much it was, like it was like a job, you know, yeah. almost a partnership to raise the boys, get them where they need to be and, right. and right. cheer them on. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. not, it was not difficult. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. just, um, it, it was like you were in, um, what's the word for it? I don't know what's a good word for it. You know, I'm not Catholic, but I think purgatory where you're just, (laughs) 
you're just kind of in a limbo for all those years before you can finally say, okay, now it's my turn. Now this is my life. And, yeah. um, you know, and they have their lives and I have mine and Ed has his. So it's, right. it's a very, very awesome, you know, relationship and a very wonderful um, life. And I think the kids appreciated that mm-hmm. we did stick it out. And I don't think we could have done what we did if we would have been apart. There's just no way. Yeah. Well, and the fact that it was was middle school before they even realized that anything wasn't normal at home. And I just think that speaks so much to how you and your ex-husband, you know, very maturely made those choices for those boys. Yeah. 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 And like you said, not everybody has a partner that would, would be that easy to, you know, be able to pursue that, that lifestyle with, but it worked for you guys for sure. It did. It did. I'm not saying there weren't challenges because there are always, there's always challenges, but it seemed to work for us and it worked for the kids. So tell me about the, um, the new Heights podcast. I would love it if my boys had a podcast because I feel like that's where I would learn all the stuff about their life every day. Yeah. (laughs) It's been really fun to watch them because it, this is exactly the way Thanksgiving and every day was at the dinner table when they were just at each other and they would egg each other on. It was um, with the same humor. It's like watching them as kids. And that's the way they are with each other. You can tell who the older brother is and who the younger brother is just by watching them on the podcast. It's the interaction and, um, and, and they definitely jab each other to get them going. Um, for sure. So, uh, I, I love every minute of it. I'm so happy that I get to check in, you know, once a week, this is more time than I've seen them, you know, their faces and have get to spend with them because even though they're not with me, um, you know, that it's, it's an hour, hour and a half that I get to listen to them. And I'm usually laughing. And I always was when they were growing up, except for maybe when a window broke or, or something like that. But uh, mostly I was laughing most of the time. It's hard not to, you know, when you see something funny happen. But, um, yeah. When you hear some of the stats, that, and there's so many of them that have, have, been, have come out this week, and just it's just kind of mind-blowing, but the 400% increase in jersey sales, new heights shot to the very top yeah. of you know the biggest podcast in the country, yeah. all because of Taylor sitting in the, the suite that week. Yeah. What, what is your thoughts on that? All I can tell you is that the NFL is laughing all the way to the bank. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like... Uh, good for them, you know. Yeah, they're yeah. they're getting the uh, ramifications of everything. I can tell you this that they've told me personally that um, the Kelsey family has done more good PR for um, football um, than they could have paid a million dollars to a PR firm. Wow! So, um, it's just because we're relatable. We're just normal, we're genuine, we're authentic, and we don't put any airs on or try to be somebody that we're not. Mm-hmm. And uh, very approachable. And I think that's the message they want to get out, and it just happens to be the way they are. It's not yeah. them putting on any kind of, a, of an act. 
it's exactly who they are. Um, they don't uh, do that. So. Yeah, I love that. And listen, we got a whole new generation of young female football fans out of all this, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I had one dad who DM'd me and he said, I can finally, finally my daughter is watching football with me. <laughs> wow. Oh, that, I bet that was fun for you to hear. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. Uh, they, and, you know, as true with uh, those type of uh, fans, they really get into it. So they'll probably know more about football than half the people that watch football right now. Because yeah, they exactly. Just, they just eat all that stuff up. So Yeah. And the, and, and the Taylor Swift fans are such diehard that they're probably, like you said, going to do the work to learn and to know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. So tell me kind of what's coming up. You've got the big Monday night game where the boys are going to play each other. That's going to be fun. That's in November. Yeah. November 20th, Monday night football. Really looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be a tough game. It really is. Um, They've obviously met in the Super Bowl, and there's a lot of bad blood. Um, so we'll see how it works bad out. Bad blood. Was that a Taylor Swift reference? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite Taylor Swift song? Uh, not. I think probably Shake It Off, you know. Mm, can't beat that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm get, we're getting a lot of that lately about haters. So, you know. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I had to make it the theme song for a little bit, right? Yeah. I love it. Well, I'm so happy for you and just watching you as a mom and kind of, you know, getting to relish in seeing your boys be successful and the rewards that they're getting. And then for your whole family, the way that you guys are getting to enjoy this together, it just looks, it sure looks special from the outside, Donna. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's, it's a blessing. For sure. Um, I, I just, I, you know, I'm speechless because I just don't understand what, you know, I, I must, I, I guess we just must relate. You know, I'm just a sports mom like anybody else. There's millions of them you know, out there. And yeah. I'm just like everybody else, just trying to make sure that their kids have fun. They get to their practices, uh, that they have their equipment clean, um, it's, it's a, it's, it's just a, you know, a, a rough time to make sure everybody is where they're supposed to be. And especially with girls, um, you know, they have to go to cheerleading practice or they go to gymnastics or whatever. It's a grind. It's a grind that you're in, but it's so fleeting and it goes so fast. And just remember, you only have 18 summers with your kids. That's it. So just enjoy it, relish it, love every moment of it. And because when it's over, it's over. Your kids go out of the house and they do their own thing. So have fun. Yeah. You mentioned you're just a sports mom like any other sports mom. But you know what? Not every sports mom has a jersey in the Hall of Fame. Well, they did. I did ask him to send it back because we've got a game coming up. So I said, as long as I get it back by the start of the season, uh, but probably um, as soon as they're uh, not playing or one of them's not playing anymore, I'll probably send it back to the Hall of Fame if they want it. That's pretty awesome. So there's just one jersey. I was wondering about that. Is there just the one that was custom made for you? Well, 
that one was custom made uh, by somebody in Cleveland and um, Travis reached out to that person. They are the seamstress at the Browns, but um, there was another one that was made for me. It's not the same. It doesn't have the writing on it or anything like that. And I had that um, for a commercial that was done. Um, so uh, yeah, so there is another one, but it's not, the original. And you want the one. And I'm going to guess, will you have that on Monday night, November 20th? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll have that one on. <laughs> and my shoes and the jacket and everything. Yeah, I will. The whole the whole thing. Whose idea was it to do the split jersey and shoes and everything? That was Travis and his uh, manager, Aaron uh, Ames. So uh, they are the ones that got that together. And That's pretty that awesome. For me, it was pretty sweet. And uh, so I've had it ever since. It was ever since they played each other the first time, which was, oh, I don't even know what year it was. It was several years ago. Because they're in different conferences, you only play each other every four years. Once you play in one hometown and the other time, the next four years you play in the other hometown. Okay. Um, because they were in the Super Bowl together, they played again against each other and they're also playing this year because you both teams that were in the Super Bowl play each other the year after they're in the Super Bowl um, it's just a good matchup so uh, we we got some extras that yeah we yeah had. but usually it's it's every eight years um, you will play a team from the other conference at your home field so that's why it's so weird. And it, there are lots of brothers. We can't believe that it happened to us because there's so many brothers like the Watts and the Mannings and just so many. It's just so weird that it's never happened before. Yeah. But it finally, the stars aligned. Finally, it happened. They both got good at the same time, you know, 10, 11 years later. But um, it's awesome that they got to share that stage together. It was pretty cool. Yeah, so special. And I love that you got to be a part of it. It's so great. It's just delightful to talk to you. Okay. I've, I've, I've been anxious to get to do this for a while. So, so nice to actually get to talk to you. And I'm just rooting both of those boys on. I just can't even imagine how you do it. And this past Sunday was just an ideal situation. You had the early game with Jason. Yeah. And then you didn't have to go far. You just got a car driver to take you to the next right. evening game. Yeah. And you got to enjoy both. If every Sunday was like that, right? Usually they're playing at the same time. They're both at four. They're both at one. Like this weekend, one's at four, one's at 425. So I'm going to have to go to a bar to see both play. <laughs> there you go. The big screens. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can, I, they, even though Sunday Ticket has that, you know, you can watch four games at the same time. Yeah. They pick the ones that you're going to see. You can't pick them. So That's so true. I yeah. don't know if they're going to show both of them or not. So, I think I'm going to just uh, go to a bar and, and watch both of them together. So There you go. And if you want to be left alone, you might want to put a hoodie on or a wig or something, right? I know. It's like, it's yeah. I'm going to try and call one of the bars that I know and see if uh, they can get me a, a 
some table in some corner far away, but it'll be okay. I'll, yeah. I'll let people take pictures if they want. It's, You're yeah. so gracious about all of that. So it'll be awesome. And I'm sure that bar would love to host you. So, well, Donna, take care. Good luck to both of the boys on Monday night. I don't even, I can't even imagine. Do you sit with uh, Kylie and th- that, her family, or do you go up to the, I mean, what do you do? Okay. Um, I think that Kylie is going to have seats right down by the, um, you know, down where the t- actual team is, you know, they're oh. going to be on that side. So she'll probably be right behind the team. And okay. uh, I, I would imagine she'll have some of the other moms with her. Um, and uh, I don't think she's going to be bringing the kids, but uh, she'll be there. And um Everybody else that's rooting for Kansas City will be up in the suite. So, um, and I don't blame her. She wouldn't want to be in the suite. I wouldn't think. It's <laughs> my opinion. She may not want to be there because everybody will be rooting for the Chiefs. So she probably wants mm-hmm. to be down, you know, like uh, rooting for the Eagles. So, what are you going to be doing? Um, I'm probably going to be in the suite because it'll be cold. Uh, but I might sit next to her if if she wants me there. So um, that's a possibility too. Could you do half and half maybe? Yeah, it's kind of hard because you can't watch the game when you're in the stands. I can't. I don't know how she's going to be able to do it because everybody knows her now too. So maybe if we have security at the end of the rows, they'll leave us alone. But um, it's hard to be in a stadium and not have people come up to you and you're trying to watch the game. Um, you know, they're excited. I understand that, mm-hmm. but we're there to watch our boys and she's there yeah. to watch her husband. So, well, and that's what people have to realize is you're, you're actually a diehard football fan and you care yeah. about the plays and every down and you know, everything. And, right. um, all of this is kind of gravy icing on the cake or whatever, but you're going to, you're going to be watching those plays. You don't need the disruptions, right? Sure. For sure. Yeah. So I, you know, she, um, she may want to sit down there by herself because, uh, um, I'll be rooting for both of them. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, go have a great day. Thank you so much, Donna. And, um, good luck to the boys in your season. And, um, I'm going to love every, every time that camera flashes up to you, no matter who you're sitting with. So (laughs) yeah, it'll be, it'll be, uh, truly fun. All right. Take care. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Jennifer. I mean, who wouldn't want a mom like Mama Kelsey? To the NFL fans, to the Swifties, to those who just love inspiring stories, thank you so much to each of you for listening. Be sure to check out the Kelsey documentary on Amazon. It is so well done, and I really think you'll like it. Have a great week, everybody, and be sure to subscribe so I can meet you right back here next week. I want to share with you a miracle skincare product that works overnight. Just kidding. If anyone says that to you, run. Skincare takes time and consistency. However, let me tell you about Bareface Toning Pads. They don't work overnight, but you can start seeing results as soon as two weeks after using them. Okay, so who needs them? Everyone. They're skin smoothing pads that help prevent breakouts, remove dull, dead skin, and improve the absorption of your skincare products. Basically, they reveal a more even, healthy glow with every swipe. They're Bareface best selling products with over 2,000 five star reviews and over 200,000 units sold just in 2022. So, a fan favorite to say the least. They literally could not keep these toning pads in stock for the first two years after they launched. 
So if you are looking for an easy first product to get started with, this is a must-have in your routine. Don't forget, you can use the code MAMA15 to get 15% off your first bare-faced purchase.